when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am uber excited. I have... When haven't you been uber excited? Well, you know... I didn't have a bad Uber ride when I was down in North Carolina, so I was Uber excited at least 10 times down there. But um, Sorry to interrupt your open. Go ahead, Brian, please. No, that, my friend, is perfectly acceptable, considering that you, Mark S.A. Smith, have been on the Bacon Podcast 18 times. Yep, this is my 18th appearance. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And you have been the most prolific person on my bacon and coffee which is on linkedin on saturday mornings and you've been there 17 or excuse me and you've been there seven times which means that you've hit the quarter century club my friend how do you feel about that well i'm gonna go to disneyland you should (laughs) (laughs) and it's a small world after all i have stories about that but we'll save that for bacon and coffee but that is coming up check out mark sa smith on li4sales.com look for the linkedin lives every single one of those are amazing every one of his bacon podcasts are amazing i'm not going to introduce you man i'm just going to get right to the meat to the bacon of today And that is, we're going to be talking about becoming a trusted advisor. Yes. And the word trust is, uh, I'm sure there's good acronyms for that, but everything that I talk about is relationship marketing. It's no like, and trust. And that's what we're trying to do. Trust is where transactions happen, right? So Mm -hmm. what we're going to define today is what is trust and how do we become a trusted advisor and even level up from that, correct? That's right. I've got to level up beyond trust. Trusted advisor, that if you can get there, you are competition proof. Your competitors don't even have a chance. Absolutely. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I had that conversation with one of my clients today. So let's get down to the basics. Let's start dribbling the basketball and define what (laughs) trust is. Uh, All right. So, first of all, trusted advisor is an attribution. Mm-hmm. You cannot say, I'm your trusted advisor. No, 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 no. They can tell you, you're my trusted advisor, but you cannot say that I'm your trusted advisor. Uh, attributions are things that people declare about you, such as a thought leader or a guru. You can't declare that you're a thought leader or a guru that has to be attributed by somebody else to you. So if you're going to... Uh, You can say, my clients tell me I'm their trusted advisor. That's okay. You're just reporting the news. But understand that do not claim that I'm a trusted advisor to somebody who doesn't trust you. It actually sets up a field of distrust because they're like, oh, yeah? Prove it to me. Right. And that's not the resistive field that you want to be working into. So how do you define trust? I mean, because, I mean, an advisor is one thing. You know, you can go to a lot of different advisors. But how do you define trust? 
The uh, concept of trust is that you are willing to judge what you hear from them, see from them, through a looser filter than you would from somebody else. Hmm. They've already illustrated their capacity to deliver relevant and meaningful and truthful information to you, and so you're expecting for that to continue over time. Mm-hmm. And you should still trust and verify everybody that you work with. I did that raising five children. I trusted my children. I still verified because that would that's what ensured the trust would continue over time. Mm-hmm. But uh, trust is this concept where I will accept uh, with less vetting the information you give me than I would do for somebody else. Mm. Well put. So in the hierarchy of no like, and trust, no is, hey, I've met you, and what I consider to be, you're CRM worthy, okay? Mm-hmm. That's when we get to the like part, when I actually put you into my database. Now, my CRM could be Facebook. We could be Facebook friends. We could be LinkedIn friends. We could be in each other's actual CRMs or, or address books. Then like happens when you start to communicate. You know, you say, hey, you know, I like bacon. You like bacon. I like uh, playing guitar. You like playing guitar. Wait a minute. We have a lot in common. Uh, Then the trust happens when we need to do something together and I can trust you enough to bet my business on you, right? That's it. That's a really good distinction. No is I'm aware of who you are. Like is... You haven't done anything to injure my self-identity. Mm-hmm. In fact, you support my self-identity. That's what like really means, is that we have a compatible self-identity. And then trust gets to the point of, I am willing to risk resources in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's always, trust is about reduction of perceived risk. Well put, my friend. All right, so there are four levels that you talk about with the trusted advisor or trust. Yes. So let's go through those. All right, so at the, at the uh, lowest level, well, let's put it this way. Uh, level of trust required depends on the level of resources that you're committing to the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're committing a dollar, the level of trust required is substantially lower than if you're committing a year's salary. And so the amount of resources you put into it, whether it's time, money, energy, relationship, reputation, is going to be part of the level of trust that you require from a vendor that your customer requires from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So at the, at the least level of trust, in other words, they don't need much trust to buy from you as a trusted product. And this is where branding comes into play. And the concept of a brand is that you are going to receive an expected customer experience and it's acceptable. It's one of the reasons why people eat at McDonald's. They don't go there for the nutrition or the taste. They go there because there's a customer experience that's consistent from restaurant to restaurant across the nation. Mm -hmm. So that would be an example really of a trusted product, a Big Mac or a Diet Coke from a McDonald's, or you walk up to a vending machine and you purchase your favorite beverage knowing that what comes out of that machine is going to satisfy you if it's at least at the right serving temperature. Nothing worse <laughs> than a cold Coke, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it better damn well be ice cold. Mm-hmm. 
Although I got to tell you, I only drink Coke when I detoxify it with rum. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a trusted product, and that's a tactical purchase. You know, you're purchasing something to fulfill a particular uh, a particular task, such as I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, and so you buy it, and it's a trusted product because it serves you. And of course, you, if you if you have a bad product experience, you might switch, or if a product comes along that provides you with uh, more uh, benefits, you might switch. But in general, if you have a trusted product, that's it. And, and it's a relationship with not a person. Mm-hmm but with a specific brand. And that tends to be more consumeristic, meaning that people yes. will, you know, buy based on where they're at, what they've heard, you know, that's where advertising plays a bigger role in, yes. you know, helping people make decisions, right? That's tactical. Well, it can also be corporate, but it's going to be something that has low impact if there's a failure. Mhm. Okay. So that's really it's the idea here is low impact if the trust is busted. So the next level would be trusted vendor. Mm. So where do you go for groceries? Do you go to Publix? Do you go to King Supers? Do you go to Kroger? Do you go to Walmart? Or do you go to uh, Target? You know, all of these places are going to supply certain levels of, of products or uh, certain levels of house brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where a trusted vendor comes into play. And typically, these are products that are bought. So the customer is initiating the purchase process versus a salesperson initiating the purchase process. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, another example of a trusted vendor might be Trader Joe's. And for those, uh, if you're listening and you have, if you buy at Trader Joe's, you know what I mean. You got to Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's has branded products that you can only get from that vendor. And you know that anything you get from Trader Joe's is probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to disappoint. may not satisfy, but it's not going to disappoint. When I was down in North Carolina, my um, son's girlfriend said, oh, there's Food Lion. And she says, we call that the S-Kitty. And all I could say is the S-word rhymes with kitty. Um, And I said, why do you call it that? Oh, the quality is just terrible. And so immediately I have that vision in my head of that's not a place that I want to shop. Yeah, and their prices are about 5% less than the Kroger. Mm-hmm. And so you know, they fulfill a, a, a gap in the marketplace that sits between Kroger and Walmart. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with Food Lion, and beer there is cheaper than Kroger, so I'll stop by there for beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Okay, we've talked about rum, we've talked about beer. I can't wait to hear what the advisor level is. <laughs> it must be happy hour. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that's a trusted vendor. That's also tactical. Mm -hmm. So then we move to the next level, which is trusted advisor. And this is where we move from tactical to strategic, uh, where the customers are being sold a product. Mm -hmm. This is where they they need some insight. They don't have enough education or experience to purchase a product without some sort of guidance. Mm Mm-hmm. And the trusted advisor is the one who provides that guidance to them. Now, ideally, a trusted advisor is going to recommend a product outside of their catalog if they cannot fulfill that customer's requirements. Otherwise, you're not a trusted advisor. You're just a salesperson. Right. So you take on new fiduciary responsibilities when you take on the role as a trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so strategic, sold, People reach out to you and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this. Is this something that you that you sell? Is this something you can help me out with? And you go, yes or no, and here's where you should go. 
that's that's the role of a trusted advisor. Or it should be, I don't do that, but I will find you somebody who does. So right on. One of the things that um, when I was down in North Carolina, I met with two different realtors, and one asked me what I wanted. The other one asked me what I wanted. The first one said, okay, I, I know what you're looking for. Here's a list of homes. The other one said, I don't want to show you anything, but if you need a uh, home inspector, if you need a lawyer, if you need a mortgage broker, if you need to know this and that, I've got these people in my network. So I'm bringing to you not only experience, but a network. And I think that's what a trusted advisor, when you get to that level right on. where they trust you and you trust them enough to share your resources and vice versa, right? That's exactly right. A trusted advisor has to give trusted advice. And the only way that you're going to be trusted as an advisor is if you give out advice outside of you making money every time you provide that advice. As you point out, it goes beyond what their services are to how can I help you as a fellow person that I care about. That's the no like and trust component of the trusted advisor. Yeah, so that's, I think that's a big difference. And I also think that's a level up. And I think a lot of people treat their business as vendors, as you said, we mm -hmm. sell a product, we will fulfill your need for this product. If you don't need this product, then I have no need for you. Right. Where a trusted advisor is looking at the long game. Yes. And saying, okay, maybe now it's not the time. But if I give you these good resources, A, you may use me, or B, you may recommend me if it's not a good fit, right? Right, right, exactly. And, you know, that's sort of the difference between the vendor and the advisor, as you pointed out. If you go to, to, to Walmart and say, do you have this? They go, no. Do you know where I can get it? No. Vendor, right? That's a vendor. They, they only sell what they sell. Versus if you go to a, somebody who would be a trusted advisor, do you know where to buy this? We don't stock it, but I do, I'll do. i tell you where to go. You know, here's, here's three places that you can buy it. That's the difference between vendor and advisor. So well said. Thank you. So there's one level above that that you can reach. It is. It is, it is the total zen of trusted, which is. And, it, and in my opinion, it should be the, the goal for anybody who provides mission-critical services to their client, and that is trusted partner. Mm. The differentiation between advisor and partner is when a customer calls you. Advisor is when they're at that point of their purchase to which one am I going to choose? And they call the partner when they're saying, will I do this? You actually end up having conversations pre-commitment, pre-decision. I need some advice. I need some strategic input. I need some help in structuring how to buy, how to solve this problem. Will you help me? Mm -hmm. So you get in early on the game, which is really what happened to you in, in the Carolinas when you were talking to the person who says, I'm not going to show you any houses. You're not ready to buy. Anything I show you today is going to be off the market by the time you decide it's time to move. So showing you a house today is going to be frustrating for both of us. Right. Instead, let's put up, let's put together the process that you're going to go through as you make a choice, you choose your neighborhoods, and we put together the steps to help you relocate into a place that's going to make you happier than ever. All right, now that's a trusted partner behavior. Right, exactly. Let me show you how to buy what you're looking for, whether you buy from me or not. But of course they will because you've got the trust. 
Right. And I had the same kind of conversation with a client where they are going to uh, upgrade their entire ERP system. And they told me what they're going to get and they told me what their goals are and said, how do we maximize this? What is available for us? How do we do this? And, you know, but the thing is they're asking me to help them maximize something that's outside of my wheelhouse, but something that I can attach to and basically put a link between us. So it's like, how do I take all this data that I'm gathering and use it to market our business better? What tools, what techniques are at my fingertips? And let us discuss that. That's where that partnership comes in, is where they're relying on you, you're relying on them, and you both say, we don't have the answers, but let's work together, right? That's right. That's the partnership, Mm -hmm. where they view you as part of their inner circle, who they reach out to at the beginning of their decision-making process, which allows you to shape their perspective to consider the things you think are important because you are the product expert. They're not. And will will inoculate them against bad sales behavior of competitors. Right. It makes you competition-proof. And that's a beautiful thing, and it's a beautiful place to be. And, and the is. key thing that you have to do in order to be a trusted partner is you have to constantly be willing to invest in yourself to learn new things so that you are at the forefront of what's happening in their business. So you understand everything about their business, everything about their customers, but more importantly, what is out there that can help them do what they do better, right? Indeed. In fact, that's a clear differentiator between the lower two, trusted product, trusted vendor, Mm -hmm. and the upper two, trusted advisor and trusted partner. Product and vendor, the salesperson has to have product knowledge. And the upper two, the salesperson has to have customer knowledge. That's a huge difference. Huge difference. And if all you do is waltz in with product knowledge, you will never become a trusted advisor or trusted partner. Mm -hmm. You must have customer knowledge because that actually takes us to the next layer of this conversation. Mm Mm-hmm which is how do you become? How do you win the race? How do you, that's exactly right. How do you become a trusted advisor and trusted partner? So Mark, this is just amazing stuff. And you know, the thing about it is I know there is more to this and we have so much to talk about. I'm gonna break this into two podcasts. So today we talked about being a trusted advisor. What are we gonna talk about the next one? We're gonna talk about what do you actually do to become? a trusted advisor. What are the steps that you must take? What are the elements you must deliver for somebody to trust you? Because at the beginning, they won't. So make sure you tune in next week and listen to that episode about building trust and what you need to do to do it. So Mark, this has been amazing. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is reach out to me through LinkedIn. And the fastest way to get to my LinkedIn profile is marksonlinkedin.com, M-A-R-K-S on LinkedIn.com. That'll take you directly to my LinkedIn profile. And there's a lot of Mark Smiths out there. I'm Mark S.A. Smith. Say, hey, I saw you or heard you on the Bacon Podcast, and I'll be delighted to connect, and I'll be uh, delighted to offer any one of the listeners 20 minutes of time just to have a conversation. Excellent. So, Mark, I am so looking forward to part two of this 
And I can't wait to talk to you again next week, man. So thanks so much for coming on. Always a delight, my friend. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. Bacon.